0: Hello out there, science nerds. You're listening to Evolving with Mr. V, a weekly podcast that covers the week that was in AP dual credit biology and much more. I am your host, Mr. Oscar Velasquez, your Master of the Biological Arts, and this is officially episode 32, week 33 of the 2019-2020 school year. In this week's podcast, we'll recap the week of April 27th through May 3rd, which is week 6 of our distance learning. In this week's second segment i'll get you ready for our first distance learning exam happening thursday through friday may 7th and 8th covering evolution biotechnology and a little statistics and in our final segment with the ap exam fast approaching may 18th 1 p.m central time i'll give you the latest updates for the exam plus i'll do a quick review of some first semester material and what i'm calling hey remember this Now, before we begin the podcast, we need to hear from our sponsor in a segment I'm calling Mr. V Needs a Vacation. This episode is brought to you by Ghosting. Hey! Do you like being part of all the latest teenage trends and fads like shooting inappropriate TikTok videos, carrying oversized hydro flask water bottles, wearing socks with Crocs, or licking ice cream tubs at your local grocery store? If so, try the latest teenage fad sweeping the nation called ghosting. That's right, ghosting. This new trend is where you completely ignore your professor's hard work and his setting up of his distance learning so you can be successful. Yes, that's right. Ignore his emails. Ignore his Edmodo posts ignore his Edmodo messages ignore even his Instagram messages just ignore them and treat this caring professor caring instructor like a ghost like he's not even on this planet so get into the latest trend and ghost your instructor ghost him at every attempt he makes to come into contact with you and try to help you be successful because hey who cares about that just ghost him Side effects of ghosting include failure in earning credit for AP dual credit biology, earning an F in your college transcript, making your instructor's telomeres erode 10 times faster, making your instructor cry, and flatulence. And we're back. So let's go ahead and press that rewind button and recap the week that was in AP dual credit biology. And for this six weeks of distance learning, our main concept we covered was some statistics, that is, standard deviation of the mean and standard error of the mean. So we'll start off by discussing or reviewing standard deviation of the mean. So what is standard deviation of the mean? Well, it's a statistical test that measures the amount of variability or dispersion for a subject set of data from the mean, aka the average. So in other words, it's how spread out the data is from the mean. Are the data points near the mean or are they far away from the mean? Are they more spread out from the mean? Now, the equation we use in biology for standard deviation of the mean is the one you apply to sample data sets. Because in biology, we tend to use sample sizes of data since it would be nearly impossible to account for every single data point in a study. For example, let's say we're studying the length of dorsal fins in killer wells. Well, it would be pretty much impossible to measure the dorsal fin of every single killer well on this planet. So instead, we take a sample size of 50, maybe 100 killer wells, and standard deviation allows us to infer what is occurring more in that bigger general population of killer wells. Now, the equation for standard deviation of a sample data set is going to be S, where S is standard deviation equals square root of x, x is a data point, minus the mean of your entire data set squared over n minus one, where n is your total number of data points that you have, every individual or every killer well in your sample size. But remember, that number that you get, you have to take a square root. Now, once you figure out the standard deviation, we need to remember the rule that comes into play, which is the 68, 95, rule. Now, this rule states that at one standard deviation, 68% of the data points are plus or minus one standard deviation away from the mean. And at two standard deviations, 95% of the data points are plus or minus two standard deviations away from the mean. And at three standard deviations, 99% of the data points are plus or minus three standard deviations away from the mean. So notice standard deviation will tell us how spread out our data is from the mean. Now hopefully you notice the smaller the standard deviation the closer your data points will be to the mean. The larger the standard deviation the more spread out the data points will be from the mean. Now make sure that you go back and check out the posted lecture over standard deviation from the mean that's on the Wakelet course site. Trust me it's going to help if you're still a little confused at this point. Now let's look at Standard error of the mean, aka adding error bars to your bar graphs. So standard error of the mean is a statistical test that measures how far the sample mean of the data is likely to be from the true population. In other words, it tells us how close our sample mean might be to the true mean if every single subject, individual, or data point can be included. Now, the equation for standard deviation of the mean is SEM, which stands for Standard Error of the Mean, equals S, which is Standard Deviation, divided by square root of n, where n is the total number of data points. Now, this will give us a value that we add and subtract from our mean, and that will give us a range of where the true mean of the general population can possibly lie so to draw error bars you first have to graph the means of your data so bar graph would be best then add the sem to the mean of your data then draw a vertical line to that point then a short horizontal line like a t then you're going to subtract the sem from that same data mean and now draw a vertical line going down to that point then another short horizontal line But now you have an upside down T. Now, this once again will give you a range of where the true population mean can possibly lie. Now, in standard error of the mean, we also apply the 68, 95, 99 rule, but a little bit differently because it doesn't tell us here how spread out the data is, but more on how confident we are that the sample mean and true mean are within that range. So at 1 SEM, we are going to be 68% confident that the sample and true mean lie that far apart. At 2 SEM, we're going to be 95% confident that the sample and true mean lie that far away from each other. And at 3 SEM, we are 99% confident that the true mean and sample mean lie that far apart from each other. Now, in biology, the standard of acceptance is always at least 2 SEM or 95%. We want to be 95% confident in our data. Now, when comparing data sets to each other with error bars, what we look for is if error bars overlap between different data sets at 2SEM or 95% confidence level. If error bars overlap, we can state that the data sets are not significantly different from each other. So that's the key. If you see that error bars are overlapping when you're comparing different data sets, that tells us that they are not significantly different from each other. Now, if error bars don't overlap, then we can say that the data sets are probably significantly different from each other, since the true mean ranges between the data sets do not overlap. So make sure you go back and review the lecture video that covers standard error of the mean. Once again, you can find it on the Wakelet course site. And guys, trust me, it's going to help. It's a lot more visual. I worked through an example, and that's the best way to truly understand and comprehend this material is to work through examples. Now, before we move on to the next segment, let's make sure we recap the assignments for week six distance learning. First, you had a standard deviation and error of the mean problem set number one and problem set number two. Make sure you check at Photo to see which parts needed to be submitted. Students also had con academy lessons over statistics one video three articles and two practices make sure you get those done as well and finally students also had a practice frq about bees and caffeine now once again make sure you check your moto to see which assignments needed to be submitted and remember the deadline was sunday may 3rd but you can still turn them in at this time no matter if it's past the week get them in and guys with that it concludes the week that was an ap dual credit biology. And now for our second segment where I'll get you ready for the first distance learning exam in AP dual credit biology over evolution, biotechnology, and stats. Now, first up is how are you going to take this first distance learning exam? Well, it's going to be on the quizzes website or app, which means every question will be timed, but also it's going to have a little bit of a twist. Now, what is this twist? This twist will be that you'll be taking the exam on quizzes while also being on a Zoom meeting with me. So I'll be watching you take the exam on quizzes. Now, this will allow me to make sure there's no no possible shenanigans going on with trying to get an advantage on this exam. Now, for those of you wondering, is this even possible? It is. I've actually already tested it with my family and it works. You could be on Zoom and still have access to quizzes and be able to take that exam. Now, there will be windows that you're going to be able to sign up. Students are going to be signing up to take the exam throughout Thursday or Friday. Not both days, but you could either sign up for a Thursday window or a Friday window with each window having about 20 students max. So these windows will be available to sign up through uh, to sign up for starting on Wednesday. Now, for those of you who might not have a camera or video capability, when it comes to Zoom, there will be windows, special windows for you to take the exam. So no worries if you don't have video capability. So that's how the exam will work. There will be about six to seven windows open on Thursday and Friday each. So several opportunities for students to sign up and take the exam. So I'm sure this is going to go off without a hitch because you guys know technology is always reliable. Now, what about content? What about the exam content and breakdown when it comes to the questions? Well, this exam will be composed of 25 questions. So not too bad on length. And here's the breakdown. The breakdown is as follows. First, you're going to have about 11 to 12 questions over evolution, natural selection, microevolution, speciation, and origin of life. Now, most of these questions will be multiple choice, but there might be maybe one or two fill in the blank. Now, you'll also have another 67 questions that will address biotechnology, focusing on recombinant DNA, restriction enzymes, plasmids and cloning, PCR, and gel electrophoresis, aka DNA fingerprinting. And then you're going to have about three to four questions that will cover stats, standard deviation, and standard error of the mean. And finally, you'll have about maybe two questions that will address overall distance learning, maybe a question about the podcast, Evolving Mr. V, or maybe something that we've done during our distance learning. So there's your breakdown of the exam content and questions for the first distance learning exam. I recommend you revisit your notes and problem sets for each concept. Also, to get ready, you could try try revisiting old episodes of Evolving with Mr. V. I recommend maybe visiting episode 28, 29, and 30. Those will definitely help you get ready for this exam. So there you go, guys. Make sure that you start prepping for the exam. Remember, if you have questions, concerns, or need some tutoring, just reach out through Edmodo, email, or Instagram. And now for our final segment. Well, I'll give you an update on the fast approaching AP biology exam on May 18th, 1 p.m. Central Time and review a first semester concept in a segment I'm calling, Hey, Remember This? But first, let's look a little closer at the AP biology exam details. So here's the biggest detail for the exam, the date. Guys, the exam date, once again, is going to be Monday, May 18th, 1 p.m. Central Time. That's us. We are Central Time. Guys, if you missed the exam, there is one makeup date, Wednesday, June 3rd, 3 p.m. Central Time. So that's the date and time. Now let's look at the format. Guys, the exam will be two questions. 45 minutes. Now, question number one is going to be to interpret and evaluate some experimental results. You're going to have 25 minutes to answer the question, five minutes to upload your actual work. Now, this will be an eight to 10 point question, and it's going to present students with an authentic scenario accompanied by data in a table or in a graph. The question will assess your ability to do the following in four parts. Part A is going to be worth about one to two points. They're going to ask you to describe and explain a biological concept, a process, or a model. Part B will be worth three to four points. They're going to ask you to identify experimental design procedures. Part C, one to three points, asking you to analyze data. And then part D, two to four points, making and justifying predictions. So that's question one. Notice that's going to be the majority of your points. Now, guys, they're not going to expect you to be able to finish that entire question. What they're hoping for is that you can answer two, maybe three parts. If you answer all four, that's awesome. But guys, here's the key thing. You need to submit your answer. You have 25 minutes to work your answer and you have to use those five minutes to submit. Don't use those five minutes to continue working because if you don't submit your answer and your time runs out, that's it. You're donezos, It's over. Game over. You're not going to get scored. You're going to get zero points for that question. So make sure you submit your answer. doesn't matter if you have not finished. Now let's look at question number two, a conceptual analysis question. You're going to have 50 15 minutes to answer the question, five minutes to upload your answer. Now, this is a four-point question that's going to present students with an authentic scenario describing a biological phenomena with a disruption. The question will assess students' ability to do the following in four question parts. Part A, one point, describe a biological concept or process. Part B, one point, explain biological concepts or processes. Part C, one point, predict the causes or effects of a change in a biological system. And then part D, one point, justify your predictions so once again, notice question number two, not worth as many points, but once again, it has multiple parts. They don't expect you to possibly know every single part, but you answer as many parts as you can. And once again, submit your answer. After 15 minutes, submit your answer. Don't try to squeeze more time. Guys, remember, you don't submit your answer. That's it. You're donezos, And there's no remake, no remake if you just forget to submit your answer. Now, guys, when it comes to the exam, the AP College Board has a AP test Guide that you have to make sure that you look at. It kind of walks you through the procedures of taking the exam, guys. You should be receiving your AP exam e-ticket very soon. If you haven't gotten it through email, you could also find it through the AP Classroom, guys. There's a walkthrough video, like I mentioned, from College Board. Check that out. All this is available on a handout that I've already given to you. That's on the Wakelet site, and I'll mention it again at the end. Now, guys, there's also a checklist you should do from College Board, and also a formula sheet that you can actually print out. Now, they've already told us that you don't really need a calculator. All the math can be done pretty easily. And the formula sheet, it's there to kind of just give you comfort if you need to know a formula. But once again, they're gonna not going to really ask you for any high level calculations. Now, this next part is extremely important. Guys, the AP exam college board has an exam demo that's already live and ready for you to practice. Please, please take this exam as many times as you want it will help it will help you have a feel for what the actual exams will look like and also catch any glitches that we can sort out before the exam date so guys go to that exam demo once again the link is live on the handout that i've already given to you guys go through it a couple times feel comfortable on submitting your answers and figure out how you're going to submit your answer are you going to submit a photo are you going to copy and paste are you going to actually uh, attach a pdf or a word file get comfortable in using it so check out that exam demo now last thing i want to mention guys there is a plethora of actual ap biology review materials out there for you first of all there's an ap bio live stream review videos out there for units one through six please check these out i'm putting those links on my wakelet site uh, i highly recommend it these are youtube videos that are done by volunteer ap biology teachers nationwide many of whom are readers and veterans so they've set up these videos please check them out plus the college board has has also their videos that they're presenting for units one through six check these out plus on my wakelet course site i have made a special collection just for those of you taking the ap exam guys i'm going to be adding more stuff daily on there i have quick little study guides for every unit i have all these videos that i've just mentioned they're on there as youtube videos also i'm going to have practice frqs on there guys it is your one-stop shop for all things ap biology exam review material so Please check it out. It's definitely going to help. So those are the details of the AP Biology exam. Guys, all this information is available for you in that AP Biology exam guide. Guys, make sure you get that. It's on the Wakelet. I've sent it to you on Edmodo, Guys, make sure you look at that handout. It has crucial information. All those links are live, so you can click on those links, and it's going to take you to the exam demo, take you to all these videos I've mentioned, take you to the walkthrough video. Guys, check out that AP Biology exam guide. Now, before we move on, let's do a quick review of a first semester concept. That concept being two important reactions, dehydration synthesis reactions and hydrolysis reactions. Now, a dehydration reaction, these are going to be reactions that build polymers. They connect monomers to form polymers and in the process release a water molecule. Now, dehydration synthesis reactions are connected to anabolic reactions that build molecules and cells and, endergonic reactions that also build and require or take in energy. Now, hydrolysis reactions, these are reactions that Break down polymers. They break them down back to their monomer components and in the process consume a water molecule. Now, hydrolysis reactions are connected to catabolic reactions that break down molecules in cells and exergonic reactions that also break down and release energy. Now, both dehydration synthesis and hydrolysis reactions are reactions cells use to build and break down every organic compound from carbs to lipids to proteins to nucleotides acids well that was a quick review but that concludes the segment hey remember this make sure to revisit episode 5 of evolving with mr v to get more review over these metabolic reactions and macromolecules as well <music> Now, for a couple reminders for the week, once again, first distance learning exam will be Thursday through Friday over evolution, biotechnology, and stats. Also, don't forget to work on your Feedback Loop Problem Set and Khan Academy Lessons. Both will be due on Sunday. And as always, if you need any help with your distance learning, please reach out. Reach out to me through Edmodo, email, or Instagram. This is an emergency secret code word for the exam. I repeat, this is your secret code for the exam. There is no try. There is only do or do not. This ends this emergency broadcast. (laughs) Well, that brings us to an end of episode 32, week 33 of Evolving with Mr. V. I hope you found this podcast informative and somewhat entertaining. I want to thank Free Music Archive and Sound Bible for the music and sound effects on the podcast. This podcast was written, produced, and recorded by Velasquez Productions. Once again, don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment on the podcast on your podcast listening platform. Feel free to email me at ovelas at nisd.net with any comments or feedback. Guys, don't forget to follow the podcast on the new Instagram page called Evolving with Mr. V, and make sure you try to help me get that verified status. Well, this is your host, Mr. Oscar Velasquez, your Master of the Biological Arts, signing off and reminding you to please, please, for your professors, Say stop ghosting me at the next motel found ourselves in the woodwork and getting shady in the trees for I lumbered my way through your private acres. I built me some stealth so I could.